Hello and welcome to the second channel for Tales from the Trip. I'm your host, the Trip Keeper, and on today's Worst Combos episode, we are going to be doing Diphenhydramine and Alcohol. I'm not going to be doing it, but I'm going to be reading a story of people that did. Of a person that did, excuse me. Um, this is four glasses of wine, I think it is, by skimming it, and 300 milligrams of Diphenhydramine. And is this a dude? It is a dude. Alright. Let's get started. Recently, I experimented with diphenhydramine with very undesirable results. This is one substance I would definitely not recommend for any purpose other than relieving allergy symptoms. The trip itself is not much fun unless you enjoy being nauseous and completely insane for about six hours. Even if you are able to keep your eyes open long enough to experience the good effects, the minor bit of enjoyment is far exceeded by the physical and mental torment. With readily available alternatives for simply recreational use or to elicit mind-expanding experiences, it seems silly to me now that I abuse diphenhydramine at all. Yeah, when I was abusing this for like a couple months, I was like, I don't even enjoy this, but I'm going to do it anyway because I like feeling different, but it really is not worth it whatsoever. One of the worst drugs out there. It was a typical Sunday night and I wasn't ready to let go of the weekend yet. Hey, it's Sunday night. I work tomorrow. I was off the weekend, so yeah, I get to work six days in a row. Woo! So I popped open a bottle of red wine and proceeded to drink the whole thing, about four glasses, over the course of about an hour. Four glasses in an hour? Pretty, pretty good. Feeling slightly loopy and with my inhibitions dulled, I spontaneously decided to swallow six Unison Maximum Strength capsules, each containing 50 milligrams of diphenhydramine, for a total of 300 milligrams. I figured that the worst case scenario would be to fall asleep and wake up groggy in the morning. The best case scenario might be an enjoyable, introspective experience. About an hour later, I began to realize that the possibilities could be much worse. <sighs> I was lying on the couch watching a movie and began to have extremely difficult difficulty keeping my eyes open. I also had a strong medicine taste in the back of my throat. <clears> I <throat> gagging. My muscles began to ache, and I was having trouble focusing on anything. My vision was distorted and became very difficult to follow the action on the TV screen. I decided to grab a blanket and just pass on the couch. As I lay there trying to let myself fall asleep, I felt more and more uncomfortable, both physically and mentally. That's exactly what it is. It's exactly like you're uncomfortable. The one time I was watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I was just, I was watching it, but I just couldn't really, I don't know, I felt like the movie wasn't even playing. I don't know, it was weird. Thought patterns were highly non-linear, highly non and my attention floated groggily from one idea to another without coming to any natural conclusions. Short-term memory was virtually non-existent. Images on the TV screen melted together, as did sounds, many of which were not even there, in retrospect. While my heart rate settled, seemed close to baseline, my breathing was extremely slow. Gradually, I drifted off to sleep, around 2 a.m., two hours later, which was really more like a drunken stupor than actual sleep. I woke up feeling nauseous sometime around 4 a.m., and my sense of equilibrium was completely gone. I tried to sit up, wanting to go to sleep in my bedroom, but could not figure out how which way was up. In the pitch-black room, I had no reference to help me find my way out of the couch. I fumbled, I fumbled around, feeling for something familiar, preferably the carpeted floor. My head was swimming and my stomach began to lurch with nausea. I fell off the couch and began flailing my arms wildly in a panic, trying to find my way to the bedroom. <laughs> I feel that. 
Despite knowing I was now lying on the floor, I couldn't seem to figure out which way was up or down. The whole world spun and twisted around me. My head felt like it was being squeezed in a vice, my eyes bulging out of my skull. Reminds you of that casino scene. It seemed as though the floor was rocking back and forth like a ship caught in a storm, and none of the objects were where I expected them to be. I reached toward the coffee table to try to pull myself to my feet, and felt my hand claw at thin air. I fell forward onto my stomach and desperately began crawling across the carpet toward where I hoped to find my bedroom. When I finally reached my bedroom, I tried to stand up to walk over to the bed. This room was also completely dark, and I immediately tripped over something, probably my own feet, tumbling forward and hitting my head on a bookshelf. I eventually managed to find my bed and crawl up into it, fighting the urge to vomit the whole way. Lying in bed, my thought patterns became extremely, extremely annoying, and I hoped I would fall asleep again very soon. I was hearing voices and all sorts of bizarre animal sounds that were clearly not there. I drifted in and out of sleep for what seemed like an eternity. My mouth became so extremely dry that I could hardly swallow water. I did my best to keep hydrated, stumbling to the kitchen to refill about every 20 minutes. Urination was extremely difficult, partly because I found it so hard to stay on my feet. I woke up to the sound of my alarm clock sometime later, feeling completely disoriented and confused. I knew I was late for something, but couldn't remember what it was. Shit. I'm late for work, I thought, and tried to get up to get dressed. I could not stay standing at all, and my coordination was too impaired to even put on a pair of pants. So I called in sick and went back to bed. Uh, yeah, I, when I did diphenhydramine and drank and fed up at the same day, I have a video on that on my main channel, I literally put on my shorts and I put on my underwear over it. And I was in my living room while my mom was on the computer, her back was turned, and I'm just thinking, if she fucking saw me doing that shit, I don't know what she would have said, but I noticed before and I'm like, oh my god. So I went back to my room and did it normally. I'm surprised I got it done. Uh, but yeah, I actually went to work later that day. As soon as I opened my mouth to speak to someone, I realized how difficult it was going to be. At first, most of what came out was gibberish and I had to concentrate to form a real sentence. No one seemed to notice my verbal ineptitude, but several people commented on how tired I looked. Looking in the mirror, I saw that my eyes were bloodshot and sunken into the back of their sockets, with big dark circles underneath. The cotton mouth from hell did not go away until the next day. My hands were extremely shaky, so that I found it virtually impossible to write, for most of the next day as well. All the while, I felt like I was on the verge of having a seizure. I wonder how much he ate that day, because that probably has something to do with it, but, you know, if you're nauseous and you're tr trying to eat, it's just kind of hard to do so, but... Hey, if you ever feel like that, I always chew some gum or I try to eat something. Um, even if I can't eat and it's like really hard to, I still try to down it. Like um, when I was sick a couple, like last month, was that two months ago? Last month, whatever. Um, I did DXM for cough, uh, my bronchitis. And, um, you know, I did a little extra, so maybe I could feel something, but I really did not feel anything different. But the next day... Or, yeah, the next day, I couldn't eat anything. I had Dunkin' Donuts in the morning, and I'm surprised I ate that. But, um, yeah, I could barely eat later that night, and I was just like, yeah. So I think I went, like, over 24 hours without eating, which a lot of people can do. Um, and people just simply can't eat, but for me, that's pretty, pretty bad because I eat three times a day usually. So, yeah, but, alright, let's get, finish this story. 
Some people might enjoy feeling like an insane jellyfish rolling from room to room trying to figure out which way is up while fending off sinister voices from all around, but I sure as hell am not one of them. Neither am I. That's why I'm never touching diphenhydramine again. I give this drug zero stars. Um, so yeah, that was the story of the diphenhydramine and alcohol. If you're going to do diphenhydramine, I'm not going to tell you not to do it. Um, actually, no, I am telling you not to do it, but I don't want to tell people not to do what they want because at the, in the end of the day, it is freedom. We're in a freedom country unless you're in like the Middle East where your freedoms are taken away. Um, but yeah, if, if you end up doing this for some stupid reason, which I think you'll be a dumbass if you do, don't do what I did. Uh, don't drink alcohol with it, for real. That'll make it 10 times worse. Um, and Benadryl's already terrible on its own. So if you mix alcohol with that, it is just not a good idea. It is just a terrible combo. Um, this probably could have went a lot worse. I bet you if he stayed awake, he probably would have hallucinated some shit. He probably would have seen the hat man come by to fucking spank his ass and uh, create the second... Hatman fan fiction, which I would gladly read if there's another one. Currently drinking my lemon water. Very good, very delicious. Um, but yeah, also no Fenabut. Don't mix Fenabut with alcohol either, and don't mix all three of those together. Don't mix Fenabut and Diphenhydramine. Don't mix Fenabut, Diphenhydramine, and alcohol. Don't, mi uh, don't mix Fenabut and alcohol. Just any drug you should not mix with alcohol. Um, now, I will say, Kratom and a couple beers, pretty fun experience. Kratom and Fenibut, pretty fun experience. Uh, Fenibut and alcohol, I've done that plenty of times, and let me tell you, you do feel, like, really, really high from it, but it is not good for you at all. Like, I, it was back when I was really addicted to this shit, and, like, I... I remember the day I found out what would happen if you mix alcohol and fenibut because I heard of the warning signs of it when I was doing it every day. Well, not every day, but I was doing it like a couple times a week. And I looked it up because I always, I, I was a big drinker back when I was in like right after high school and stuff and even at the end of my high school years. Um, but um, I, I, so I always drank and um, I was, I was always doing fenibut. So I wanted to see what would happen if you mixed the two. I looked it up and it said, Oh, uh, well, you'll just feel more, uh, the effects will come on stronger. And I look to my friend, I'm like, dude, why didn't I start this, or why didn't I do this earlier, man? I'm gonna fucking drink alcohol and do Fenibut. And, uh, yeah, it was fun, alright? It was fun. I'm not gonna lie to anybody on here. But, it is seriously a combo. You need to stay away from mixing alcohol with anything. Like I said, it's just a terrible thing to do. Um, even with, like I said, with Kratom and alcohol, that was fun. I don't really feel bad from it, but you should not do that either. Really, alcohol can ruin a lot of things, and even by itself, alcohol, like, I don't know about you guys, but alcohol just does not hit me the way it used to. I do not feel good from it, I just feel tired, and if I eat some junk food or something, I feel horrible. Like, it, oh god. I went to this restaurant, and um, I had a couple beers, and then I got my food, and I got, like, wings and uh, this garlic bread and stuff and uh pizza or maybe it was just the pizza and wings but oh my god it, i just felt gross it was horrible um so yeah i try to avoid alcohol when i when i go out like that but um if i'm going to the casino or something i'm getting beer okay it's i just have to you 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 have to at that point 
Uh, but anyways, I kind of went on a tangent there, but that's the point of the second channel. I don't have to listen to the rules conform to any of them. So um, if you enjoyed that, please give this video a like and subscribe if you're new. Um, if you somehow found my channel on the recommended page, this is what I do. I have a main channel where I don't go on tangents and I just read the story straight up and don't fucking say anything. I maybe just a little interjection for like 10 seconds, but that's about it. Not like a two minute one or just, you know, yeah, just read the stories. And um, but yeah, you're probably annoyed by me right now if you are new, uh, which I really don't give a fuck. You don't have to subscribe if you don't want to. These are for the loyal fucking people that watch my videos and love to hear me talk for some reason. I really don't know why. I don't, I don't like listening to myself, but if you guys do, I'll do it for you. That's why I'm doing this. I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for you guys. So yeah, second channel trip keeper. Peace out. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the trip keeper channel where I read trip reports. So you don't have to. All right. On today's Worst Combos episode, we are going to be reading a Mushrooms and Salvia Divinorum 10 times Extract story. Uh, these Worst Combos episodes are pretty fun to do. Uh, I like I like how these combos can be, you know, beneficial sometimes, but then other times it could just go completely wrong. And I like to focus on the ones that go completely wrong. I'm thinking about doing a Best Combos episode pretty soon, but I'm going to wait till next month so I can get it started, um, you know just so I can get the compilation on Spotify instead of just uploading one, you know, I gotta get a couple up there. Um, this one's called Falling Violently Into Another Dimension. Now, that's probably what would happen if you did Mushrooms and Salvia. Um, I, I wouldn't recommend this whatsoever. I, I, salvia is probably not for everybody. I've never done Salvia, but what from people have told me what I've read, it's definitely an experience and adding mushrooms to that is just you know it it's already a mind-boggling boggling experience so i can't imagine mixing these two together um but we will find out because uh, we are going to freaking read this shit um let me make sure i haven't read it before i haven't check okay i haven't i'm like maybe i did maybe i didn't all right 1.75 grams of mushrooms, which is not like a lot, but it's, it's it's a decent amount. And then one hit of salvia, which can be a lot. Uh, you that's all you really need. I think really that's all that's all you fucking really need actually. One hit, and then just hopefully you stay safe. All right, let's read this. 200 pounds, by the way. That person is a male. Wait, yeah, it's a male. Okay. And this was uploaded in 2002, so this is one of those, uh, one of those good stories, those old classic Arrowwood stories. Uh, it happened in 2000, it said, though, so, but that's still a long time ago. I can't believe that's a long time ago now. I remember I, w I was born in 99, and, you know, just, it's, it's crazy. And it's like, you it's like playing oldies and shit from 2000. <laughs> it's crazy. All right, let's get this started. Hold on. <laughs> All right, I just had to check something. While studying in the Netherlands last semester, I had the opportunity to enjoy a number of herbal substances that had otherwise never been available to me in, in, in as pure a quality. Sorry. I was not expecting the experience I received from mixing psilocybin and salvia. I wonder what you were expecting. Ozzy's eating. Hey, Ozzy, that's a can. Why would she feed you that? 
The mushrooms were of the dried Mexican variety, and I consumed 1.5 to 2 grams, which I typically found to be sufficient for a moderate trip. Basically, yeah, that's what I was saying. I couldn't, you know, think of what, how to describe it, but it was very moderate. The salvia I had on this evening was extract of the 10 times fortified kind. I smoked salvia three times before this evening, once as dried leaves with no effects, and twice as five times fortified extract with pleasant dissociative out-of-body effects, mild delusions, and perhaps the slightest bit of a sense of others. I thought there was going to be a period after that dissociated out-of-body effects, and then it just continued with mild delusions. So... This is why editing is good on my main channel because uh, you won't you won't even know that's gonna happen. Like when you're just reading on your own, you know people don't understand that. It's like why don't you just like read it? Like why don't you why are you messing up? Like you have to get it you have to get it perfectly on my main channel. I try to get get it as perfect as I can. On this channel, I don't care. I really don't. Um, but if you enjoy it, I'll, I'll keep it. All right, let's continue. Definitely nothing disturbing or remotely akin to what happened when I combined the two psychedelics. I had eaten the mushrooms a few hours earlier and had definitely moved past the peak and was in and was into the extended come down when we decided to smoke some salvia. Uh-oh. The trip had been mild overall, with very little visuals or anything remarkable, pleasant but not terribly moving. See another thing. Two of my friends, who had both eaten ecstasy, though not mushrooms earlier, and I decided to smoke the salvia together, so I began packing my hitter. Ecstasy and salvia, alright. We were smoking out of small glass bat style one hitters. Most people prefer smoking salvia out of bongs. We used the hitters so as to gauge exactly how much each person received, as well as for ease and, and portability reasons. Alright. Both my friends hit before me, and with them appearing relatively stable, I eagerly packed the hitter for myself and took my own hit. Leaning up against my wall, why we were not sitting, do not ask me. These are the foolish decisions we sometimes find ourselves making without realizing that a decision was ever even made. See, okay, another thing, I hate to stop here again, but foolish decisions. When you're reading that and the uh, and when you're narrating that for, for YouTube channel or whatever the fuck, uh, especially for me, it's like, it's really hard to get it down, like to continue the sentence with it and to get your voice perfectly with it. Like foolish decision, like shh and then decisions, you know, foolish decisions. It's like, it's not a tongue twister, but it just, it doesn't sound right. So every time I have something like that, I got to reread the line like five more times. So I make sure I get it right. But yeah, usually I'm good after the first one. I just do a lot more takes just to make sure. I put the lighter to the hitter and inhaled an entire small bowl. Unfortunately, I cannot say exactly how much of the extract was in the bat, but for purposes of a vague and ineffective comparison, I could say that it had a mass near that of a Skittle. Lovely examples I come up with, huh? Okay, mass of a Skittle, never heard that before. This is where my memory of the evening blacks out. I don't remember exhaling the smoke. As soon as I completely taken the hit in, I put the bat into my pocket, and apparently within seconds fell face down into the ground. Oh shit, this is the worst combos territory now. At this point, my friends reported to me later. I began twitching slightly for a minute or two, and then started to try to get up. One of my friends had the presence of mind enough to realize that I was not in control of my body, and that to stand up could only be dangerous. Thus, as I tried to push myself off of my stomach, he placed his hand upon my back and said, Listen to me. I know you want to get up, but you can't right now. You'll only hurt yourself. 
I don't know if I was aware of him trying to help me, or if the pressure of his hand was enough to convince me not to rise. But apparently at that point, I stopped trying to get up, and instead held a mid-push-up position, my arms only half extended for the next 10, and 10 to 12 minutes. This alone would be incredible enough for me... This alone would be incredible enough for me even if my mind hadn't been doing what it was. That was not a well-written <laughs> well thing right there. As I'm fairly sure that I would find it quite difficult to hold that position for such a length of time under normal circumstances. Delete that whole fucking sentence. That is just, uh, you, 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 gotta, you gotta say that differently. That was just not, not good. I am told that I was mumbling occasionally during my time on the ground, and then upon rising after several minutes, while still not completely back to reality, as I might always quote it from now on, I rambled a, gargled, a garbled sentence that didn't sound English to my friends, and concluded in the words, Parlez-vous franglais? <laughs> Parlez-vous... The real thing is, Parlez-vous francois... Oops. Francais. Parlez-vous francais. I hit my damn fucking lamp. Parlez-vous franglais? I don't know if he actually meant to put franglais or he just forgot that it's francais. Parlez-vous francais? I took French class. I've heard of people returning from comas, near-death experiences, others whose second or third languages returned to them before their first for some reason. Another thing like why? Yeah, this... I don't know. I can't explain why I shout out a bastardized conglomerate of French and English, but really considering the nature of this experience, I'm not terribly surprised. Alright. During those 12 minutes, give or take, that I was out of my mind was more active than any other point in my life. I struggled to find words to describe the intensity of the experience. It was an instantaneous barrage of images and concepts, distinctly non-verbal but completely coherent to me at the time. I still don't remember much of it, excuse me, and honestly hope that I never do. But it seemed to me that I had broken through some sort of wall that I was being that that I was being shown another layer to reality that I somehow had always known was there or had always been acting in as well. Yep, see, these sentences are just not structured properly. This was not a dimension at all like ours. It was one that was clearly run by powerful forces of evil. And though I didn't, e and though I did not see them, I can only assume good as well, as one cannot exist without its converse. All of my deepest, darkest insecurities and hypocrisies were brought to the forefront of my conscience and, and conglomerated into one terribly disturbing and all too plausible conceptualization. All right, bigger words now we're using. Good for you. I saw myself isolated and tortured. You can at least structure these fucking sentences correctly. I saw masses of people looking up as if as if in weight of something. I was transported into what seemed like space and saw massive spinning columns. I'm going to take a little drink of this. Ultimately, I felt a searing and, un un and unimaginable psychic pain so complete that I could equate it with hell. Ooh, hell pain. Throughout all of this, there were several images that reoccurred. Among them was that of a small group of people looking down at me. I can't recall how many people. It seemed like four or five, and they were distinctly blonde and perhaps androgynous. This was the image that ushered me back into the real world at the end of the trip. As my vision returned, that last image seemed to fractalize and shrink, merging with all the shadows in my field of view, as if there was an almost invisible screen between my mind and my vision of the world. 
My memory of all this is faint and spotty. I'm not sure how much of it was the was original to the trip, but it all seemed to me to be things I had felt before. It all seemed taken from nightmares in the world of the unconscious. Honestly, that was a really good description. I'm I'm proud of him for that. That was that was a good one. I I could feel that. I'm just imagining that right now. Fucked up. I had never been a very seriously spiritual person, but this trip shook up everything for me. Throughout it all, I felt distinctly that there were forces external to myself at work. I felt as if I had been in the presence of some sort of demon, something tormenting me. For the next 40 minutes after I came to, I was still delusional, although gradually regaining my grip. I was convinced that my friends knew something more than they were willing to tell me. That they, that they had some sort of understanding of what was happening that they wouldn't share with me. This was, I believe, just an extension of the overall paranoia that was ringing through my brain. I couldn't shake the feeling that I had broken something, that there was some sort of feedback loop of negativity and psychic pain running through my brain that would never end. Fucking badass rap lyrics right there. And eventually drive me mad. This is a good report. I honestly should have read it from my main channel. Oh well. There's so many good Salvia stories online. After that trip, I ate mushrooms again once, albeit with much apprehension. I had a bad experience that evening, not worth expanding upon here, but definitely related to this one. Suffice it to say that I feel my spiritual being is not strong enough right now for any more psychedelic exploration. The fears and delusions that I experienced through the synergism of salvia and mushrooms has creeped back on me from time to time, unexpectedly gripping me and shivering my spine until I reconvince myself that I am being sa- that I'm- that I am a being safe in the physical world. I hate reading long sentences like that. I always run out of air by the time I'm done reading it. <laughs> There's so much shit I have to cut out, I'm telling you. Synergism, did I pronounce that right? I don't really don't care at this point. Usually I look up words before I, uh, you know, pronounce it, but I don't care. I'm almost done with this. This trip happened around three months ago, and I have thought about it every day since. I definitely was put in touch with a level of spirituality I had never really considered possible before. Certain fears and memories were unlocked from within me that I completely repressed. Overall, the experience was frightening and overwhelming, yet I feel that if it had only been diluted, not as compressed and instantaneous, perhaps I could have taken a more constructive lesson from it. My message in sharing this experience is to let people know that salvia should not be taken frivol fr <laughs> frivolously. I will, forever, forever, frivolously. I'm certain that this experience wouldn't have happened if not for the combination of substances, as well as a number of other possible factors at the time. Stress, fatigue, too many trips in the preceding weeks and months. Yes, if you're doing that, do not do, not do psychedelics for a while. I had tripped on LSD and mushrooms a number of times before that evening, often having mixed them with other substances, MDMA, MDA, mescaline, and speed. But never have I even come close to as powerful an experience as this one. He didn't even say that. I had to add that in because it was just, uh, it, it wasn't, didn't come out right. Powerful and experience. I, but never have I even come close to as powerful and experience. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Good thing I fucking changed it. But now it doesn't matter since I'm even, I'm fucking distracting you. The trip went beyond the normal levels of hallucination and delusion that I'd come to expect from drugs. It was more real than real, distinctly personal, yet felt somehow true and frighteningly external. That was a good story, other than the fucking mess-ups. Um, I like that one. 
Um, if I was reading this from my main channel, it would have really pissed me off with the sentences they used and the and then just using words that just you know I'm, I'm all for the words being used, but you know just out of nowhere like that, I was not expecting those with the way he was structuring his sentences. But you never know, you know. Sometimes you're more proficient in vocabulary, uh, vocabulary, and then like you know with grammar and stuff, you're just not as you're not as good in. But you know, with vocabulary, you could be like, you can know what all these words mean, you know everything. But like when it comes to writing stories and stuff, like you'll put a sentence or you'll put a period. Uh, in the middle of a sentence when you're not supposed to or you'll never put a period and make the sentence too fucking long sentences should not be long it really shouldn't it longest it should be is like i don't even know it's just not just not how many words was this fucking sentence um let's see here Okay, that was it. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35. 35 words in this sentence. Don't do that. Don't do that. Please. It's it's not good. Um, that one's even longer, it looks like. Holy sh- Oh, no, that ends right there. Okay. Um, but yeah. That's, that's a very long sentence. Don't do that shit. Uh, but anyways, if you enjoyed this video, if you uh, if you if you liked it, then give it a like. Actually, I don't really don't give a fuck if you like it or not. Just uh, I just hope you got entertained for a quarter of an hour. <laughs> I was seeing how much minutes we had left. We we were in at 16 minutes, so yeah. Oh my god, to be exact, a quarter and a minute. Oh my god, like a quarter and a minute and a half, okay? You actually were a quarter of an hour with a minute and a half. Like, you are so stupid. My imaginary commenters. <laughs> nah, there's real ones out there that comment stupid fucking shit like that. I can't fucking stand it. I'm gonna do it my way. And everyone else can fuck off. Unless you're with me on this. And if you're not, comment something why you hate it so I can hate you. Just kidding. I won't hate you. I'll just despise you. That might be even worse than hate. Uh, but yeah. Uh, that's how I feel. Um, but yeah. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this video. And you will we'll be back for another one soon. And maybe Best Combos pretty soon. We don't know. I don't know. I'm the one who runs this channel. There's no there's no we in this. It's, it's I don't have an edit or anything. It's all me. Is that surprising? Because the quality is so good, of course. No, that was a joke. Quality is as mediocre as you can get. Um, but people people take it. Well, I'll, I'll take it. Don't have to work as hard. <laughs> but people who work really hard on YouTube mostly have editors. And you see people release videos like three times a week, which is outstanding editing. It's most likely someone else doing it. Uh, so that kind of makes me mad. But yeah. All right. Have a good one. Hello everyone, on today's episode of Worst Combos, we are doing 2CB and 4ACO DMT. Uh, seems like a pretty pretty powerful combo if you ask me. It's called Seizing the Day. I thought I read this one before, but I haven't. I looked up the link in my uh, YouTube search bar, but nothing came up. So, if you guys didn't know, that's how I find out if I've read stories before. Um, so yeah, it helps out a lot. Alright, let's, um, let's get this thing started. This is, um... See, 15 milligrams, 10 milligrams, 10 milligrams, 25, 35, 45, 55 milligrams of 2CB, and 25 milligrams of 4ACO DMT. 
Hi, I am writing about the most terrifying but also exhilarating psychedelic experience I've had so far. It happened at my friend's university accommodation and taught me a lot. I guess I'll start with some background. I'm 19 and have been dabbling with narcotics for about a year and a half now, pretty much since I turned 18, although I've casually smoked weed since about 14. I've had experience in MDMA, extensively, a few MDXXs, various stimulants, 6-APB, 6-APB, 2-CB, 2-CE, AMT, also extensively, LSD, 4-HOMET, ketamine, methoxetamine, DXM, a lot of nitrous, fave, and a few others I can't reel off the top of my head right now. Thank fucking god, I don't want to read any more fucking substances you fucking did. I've always had a very cavalier attitude to psychedelics, have, having pretty ridiculous binges, and the report I'm going to outline is one of these that took a rather interesting twist, and somewhat changed my outlook on the process of ingesting drugs. Well, you've already done that many, so you should probably have had an outlook sooner. My friend R, what does R stand for, who is also a bit of a psychedelic veteran, had recently got hold of 250 milligrams of 2CB and some good hash, and I was to visit him to, surprise surprise, sniff some 2CB and smoke some hash. Bro, I would not have fucking guessed that shit, oh my god. I woke up that day and ate a moderate breakfast of two slices of toast and set off to his accommodation. Moderate, two slices of toast, arriving about midday. We got high and chilled out for a bit while we waited for some friends of ours to get out of their last lectures on the Friday because we plan on doing some 2CB with them also. You get 2CB, you get 2CB, you get 2CB, you get 2CB. Thank you, I'll take some 2CB please. Alright, our friends FNP, fucking pussy, also experienced psychonauts, they didn't write that, arrived about 8pm and everyone was in a good mood. Now, anyone that has sniffed any of the 2C series know that it's not the nicest thing you can put your nose through. I've heard of that. that that's one of the biggest complaints I've heard, so I'd probably take it through mouth ingestion. None of us had, but we were aware of their reputation. Still, having been told that 2CB was a lot trippier when you sniffed it, they said tripper, we decided it'd be a good idea anyway, taking the inevitable, oh, it can't be that bad, stance. We racked out four lines of 15 milligrams each, and up the nose it went. Ouch. We then all had a 20 minute period of feeling very crappy indeed, but amidst a period of standing over a toilet wondering whether or not I was about to hurl up whatever was left of my toast, I realized I was tripping pretty hard. Wow. This stuff really is trippy when you sniff it. I was seeing lots of beautiful patterns and vibrant colors. I wouldn't say stuff was shifting or breathing so much, but my field of vision was just one giant fractal. That's pretty fucking cool. I remember seeing the Mandelbrot set. Look, look this up on Google. Alright, I'm not reading that part. Why would you put that in there? In great t detail in Ars Kitchen Floor. Yeah, Mandelbrot. Is it Mandelbrot or Mandelbrot? They wrote Mandelbrot. I thought it was Mandelbrot, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe it is Mandelbrot. Oh, it is Mandelbrot. Alright, um, basically fractals, so that's pretty cool. In great detail on Ars Kitchen Floor, so he saw a Mandelbrot set on Ars Kitchen Floor. My body felt light and airy, and I generally felt happy and uplifted, both from the 2CB directly and being made happy from the visuals I was experiencing. Alright, starting off good enough, how is this bad? We all had a really good time after the come up, smoking some joints and chatting a lot of bollocks. These people are fucking British. Is it bollocks? Bollocks? 
when we started to come down, R suggested that he and I put some put some more in a drink and top up. So in went 10 milligrams to a glass of water each, and down the hatch it went. Hmm, what sounds worse, drinking that or sniff or snorting it? I don't know. I feel like I hate taste of stuff, but I know the drip would be really bad, and there's really nothing you could do to stop it. You just have to suffer. Or you don't have to do TCB, you could just not do it. In a period of about five hours, this happened four times. Yes, four times. So now on a pretty heavy dose of 2CB and seeing patterns as intense as the initial come up, if not more, our other friends D and S arrived. D, who was always a man to have a cabinet full of drugs, had some 4ACO DMT. Oh, D got the 4ACO DMT, all right. He and S sniffed a pretty fat line of this, around 30 milligrams maybe. It was then that R popped the question. So what do you reckon would happen to us if we sniffed the line of that 2CB? Alright, that started off not British, but ended British. D replied with a chuckle, I guess you're gonna tell- oh, <laughs> Now we're gonna get a southern accent. <laughs> Fuck it, he's ha he has a southern accent. I guess you're gonna tell me in a minute. And racked us out some lines of about 20 to 25 milligrams. I, I don't know why a southern accent came out when I was trying to do a British accent. That is just, that's on me. If you're not familiar with this channel, you probably clicked away or you're commenting, Can you just fucking read the story already? Too fucking bad. You're gonna have to sit here and suffer. This is where the real experience begins. 4ACO DMT really was a joy to snort, especially in comparison to the 2CB. It went down smooth and the drip wasn't too unpleasant at all. Within five minutes, everyone basically started saying how ridiculous their visuals were getting. And to be fair, my visuals were getting utterly ridiculous. Everything was shifting and breathing, and the combination of the 4ACO with the 2CB really did produce beautiful things. The patterns I was seeing before on the 2CB were as vibrant as ever, but now they were moving and dancing around my vision, and even more intricate than before. This shit sounds pretty cool so far. I mean, I, I'd, I'd fucking do this. But, as you can tell, it's not a good story, because why, why would I put in the worst combos? Uh, so... Hey, if you do a little bit of it, I'm sure you'll be fine. Just, they, I read you the milligrams they did before, so, you know, it's just gonna get worse. People's faces would just flat out change color a few times a second. If I closed up, if I closed my eyes, I would be lost in a giant kaleidoscope with every color on the spectrum making an appearance. Then suddenly I'd be traveling down a mystic cavern of shifting colors and swirls. <sighs> I opened my eyes to see the most incredible trails and then F putting on a jacket, and this is one of the coolest things I have ever seen. In the three seconds it took him to put on this jacket, he turned into a wizard, then Superman, then an elf-like creature, then a beautiful woman, and then back to himself. That's, that's, it, okay, that kind of reminds me of like the, the, I mean, the new AI, yeah, yeah, it's a little new, it, where all the images just like keep on changing really fast, and yeah, that's kind of what that reminds me of. All crystal clear and in three seconds. Amazing. Sound was completely altered as well. Lots of crazy echoes. Echo. echo cringy. Which made music sound really beautiful. My thoughts were somehow still pretty clear, which was great. It allowed me to appreciate the utter euphoria I was experiencing through all of my senses. This is a pretty good trip report so far. This is when things got a bit pear-shaped. Yeah, no American would say that. We noticed the sun will be rising soon, and decided it would be the best thing ever to go to a hill nearby and smoke a joint, watching the sunrise, tripping balls. Me and R, R and I you mean, set about rolling this joint, which would be a challenge with what 
which would be a challenge with the fact we were seeing the tobacco running around the table. I don't think I've ever been so excited as I was to see the sunrise. However, halfway through the joint rolling process, I got an uncontrollable urge to yawn. I did so, and I felt an incredible shudder running up my neck as I did so. It felt really bizarre. Alright, before I continue, that's one thing on DXM that always happened to me. When I would yawn, I like didn't want to. I just had to all the time, and like the, basically what this guy described, I get a shudder up my whole fucking body, and like it was, it's so weird. Do you guys get that shit? The DXM yawns. I remember when I did Zoloft, at, like when I tried it recreationally in high school, because I had no idea it would get you high or not, which it doesn't. Uh, it would make me yawn a lot too. I was yawning like fucking every five seconds. It was crazy. But the DXM yawns are not fun. I hate them. I commented on this to R and then started to yawn again. Now this is the maddest yawn I have ever experienced. It honestly felt like my whole body was being turned inside out, basically how I felt on DXM. The last thing I remember is losing my balance as I completed this yawn. I wake up on the floor in R's room as I regain consciousness by vision. As I regained consciousness, my vision was just a mess of patterns and color. I was literally blind with hallucinations for about 5 seconds. I was also very confused. What the fuck just happened, man? Alright, I'm not gonna read it in a... For some reason, I can't get it right. I'm usually good at it, R replied. Um, you just passed out, had a bit of a spasm, and now you're awake. Are you okay? I wasn't. I felt very sick and could feel myself going pale. No, man. I feel like shit, if I'm being honest. I crawled to the toilet and sat there a while, not being sick, but having an overwhelming urge to just shut my eyes and sleep. I thought this odd... I thought... Okay, yeah, they're British, I forgot. I thought this was odd as I was under the influence of a lot of psychedelic drugs. My breathing was suddenly really labored and slow. I was becoming more and more aware that I had no idea if the combination of drugs I was on was actually was old was actually safe or what had just happened to me. There was a light tightness in my chest and it was getting increasingly hard to keep my eyes open. I decided to play it safe and call an ambulance due to having an overwhelming sensation that if I did fall asleep, I'd never wake up. It was pretty scary. The only time I've ever been scared in any drug at all. Wow, the first time, dude. Every time I do a drug, I get scared. Before I do it, after I do it, you know. Well, not every drug, but there are some out there, especially psychedelics like LSD. <laughs> what have I done? I made a mistake. Or after I smoke. What have I done? I made a mistake. They rocked up in minutes and I was promptly informed I had a seizure and that a period of tiredness and sleep after one was totally normal. I actually ended up feeling fine in a few hours and was discharged from the hospital pretty quick once they assessed that my vitals were all in check. It was a pretty surreal experience being driven to the hospital and talking to a paramedic whilst tripping my nuts off. It was hard to take him seriously when being driven in his car. It was like being in a psychedelic spaceship and his face was shifting into some sort of Venus flytrap. Yeah, that's pretty terrifying. Upon returning to R's accommodation, to a very relieved R, we pondered why this had occurred. It soon was made apparent that I hadn't actually eaten anything substantial for almost 24 hours and was probably very dehydrated as well. The whole experience taught me to make sure I am well fed and watered before and during any experience with any drug. It's never wise to casually eat more drugs when your body would probably be crying out for sleep, food, and water if you'd been sober at the time. I survived though and have continued on my merry way with a fairly consistent intake of psychedelics still. I just make sure my body is in a good state before I indulge. So yeah, bear that in mind everyone. Peace. 
Alright, that was a pretty cool story. Guy had a seizure. Yeah, probably because there was no food. Um, but also probably because you did a lot of fucking 2CB and 4ACO DMT mixed together and you fucking drank it and snorted it. That could be a fucking possibility too if you didn't know. Um, yeah, they had a seizure. Um, you know, that's seizures are pretty, pretty crazy. Unless you're one that has them all the time. Like people that don't get them. I never had one before and I could just picture it doesn't sound fun. But it feels like they just don't even know what happened and like, um, you know, do like, it just, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> it's currently 12.33 p.m. on my day off and uh, yeah, we're just, uh, we're just chilling here. Um, I hope you enjoyed the story though. I, I hope I chose a good one. I mean, the visuals and stuff he was describing, that was pretty cool. And then it got pretty scary with the Venus flytrap that just doesn't sound fun to me. And the paramedic, like, yeah, no. Um, but yeah, if you guys ever do this combo, let me know. Maybe I can read it if you have a bad time. But I hope you have a good time. I don't want you to have a bad time. But if you ever do have a bad time, send it to me. Because, um, you know, we can you could be in my channel. You never know. Um, I'm thinking about reading stories on my Reddit on this channel. If I'm never going to read them on my main. Because there are some stories on there where I just don't know what was the point of even uploading it. It's like one paragraph long. Like, just don't even... Why, why would you even submit that? That makes sense. You got to... To get read on my channel, you basically have to have, to have a long story and it has to be interesting. Not like super long. It doesn't have to be super long. But like, you know, just look at what I've read from Reddit. A single story that's more than like 12 minutes and just go from there. Because I tell people all the time who submit a story to me, I say it's got to be long. And I, they submit it and it's fucking like four paragraphs. It's like, no. Unless those paragraphs are like the size of a page, then that's different. But which you shouldn't do that either. You gotta space them out. I hate when people just submit it one long block. I have to fucking edit it myself in a Google Drive so I can read it that way. It's like, it's so annoying reading it that way. So if you do it that way, just please fix it before you do it because it's really annoying. Um, but yeah. Uh, if you enjoyed this video, please give it a like and uh, subscribe if you're new or not. I really don't care about this one, but if you want to just hear the stories without my dumbass commentary, you can listen to my main channel where I just read horrible stories and very interesting ones. Uh, if you didn't check out the Cannabis Psychosis in a War Zone yesterday that I uploaded, check that one out. That was a really good story. I appreciate that person for uploading it, and I hope they're okay. Um, but yeah. Alright, have a good one guys, and we'll see you later. Might do uh, a horror list tonight, I'm not sure. <laughs>